at Burning Man. This thing called Burning Man. I've been to shows at Burning Man that were as good as anything I've ever seen on Broadway. When you were at Burning Man, it is like being in another dimension. You're there to find yourself. Welcome back to The New Perspective. I'm very, very excited for today's episode. Today I am joined by Paul Samuels. This year will be his eighth time going to Burning Man. He runs a bike repair station and a light painting photo booth and is part of the largest solar energy camp at Burning Man. Burning Man is a large festival that has incredible art, music, and encourages radical self-expression. People from all over the globe come to create a literal city, basically, for this event. It seems like one of the most amazing experiences you could have, so stay tuned to learn more. A link to the Burning Man website will be in the description as well as a link to my Patreon. So thank you for agreeing to come on the show, Paul. Would you like to give us like a little introduction on yourself before we start? Hi, uh, happy to be a part of this podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my name again, Paul Samuel. been retired for a couple of years from the corporate world and uh, through some great opportunities i was able to turn my property into a wedding venue and that's what i do right now oh, you're you turned your property into a wedding venue that's really cool. yes okay yes that's so cool. um yeah and i'm getting excited i'm leaving on uh next week for burning man like you oh, said next for week? The, yeah next week it's great. The preparation is is a part of it, and you know all the ups and downs of of trying to get everything together to go to the West Coast and be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going early this year uh, to help out uh, and build the camp. Perfect. Well, we will jump all into that in a second. Sure. Have you been on a podcast before? Um, I know you kind of talked about you're going to be on one. Actually, I've listened to podcasts, but I've never been on a podcast before. I'm glad to have you on, like, introduce you to the podcasting world. Like, I'm so glad you introduced yourself to me. Like, so the way that we met was at a Pink Floyd tribute show. And I don't remember, why did you come up to me? Was it my shoes? Yes, you had great boots and a and a good costume and it reminded me of a lot of the uh festival wear that i see at burning man and and i came up to you to compliment you on on your boots and on your attire and that's how we met yeah yeah see i love that so much and at burning man they always like when i see this incredible outfits like it's really about that self-expression which i love and i was so glad that you came up to me because like i just have to get this person on the podcast so thank you for coming on Paul. yeah it was meant to be like, Ooh, i like that <laughs> it was meant to be <laughs> okay so now i'm getting started so for people who have never heard of burning man before um, from what I found in doing my research, it's m like more than a festival. It's a community coming together to create a temporary city for themselves. Thousands of people come every year from just all over the world and are focused on just self-expression, art, and just expressing their talents and passions. Is that how you would describe it? Or maybe read um, the paragraph from the paper that you were telling me about yeah. earlier? Uh, by the way, that was very good, uh, the, the way you articulated it. And I'll, I'll read this paragraph that actually uh, was part of what's called the survival guide to Burning Man that comes when you get your ticket. And it says here... Okay. It says, Burning Man is not a festival. It is a community and a global cultural movement 
with local communities and events flourishing all over the world. Burning Man culture emanated from Black Rock City and has spread to every continent. Our ephemeral city in the Black Rock Desert is an annual experiment in temporary community guided by radical self-expression, radical self-reliance, and the rest of the core ten principles of our culture. In Black Rock City, you are responsible for your own survival, safety, and well-being. You're invited to collaborate, be inclusive, creative, connective, and to leave no trace. Perfectly summed up. I love that. So is that the way that you would describe it, too, from your experiences of going? I would. And, you know, to add to that is the personal experience is when you when you have a ticket uh, to go, uh, it's really a key. And the key allows you to go to Burning Man and experience it the way you want to experience it. It's the difference between Burning Man and, let's say, a, a festival like Coachella or, or Bonnaroo is that you are not really there so much to be entertained as you're there to find yourself and find things about yourself that you maybe haven't been in touch with. How does that inspire that self-discovery? Is it just the music or the community or how do you feel it inspires that? Well, that's a good question. The The community itself is what you want it to be. So the inspiration uh, partially comes from within and it partially comes from the being around all the people and the experiences that are laid out in front of you. The Everybody synthesizes the experience in a different way. Everybody synthesizes it in a in in their own way, and a a lot of their experience is based on how they feel and how we feel inside ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you're not necessarily in a good place right now and you're not ready to accept the 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 burning man world when you're there you might struggle and other people are ready to open themselves up to experiencing a, a different environment than they normally live in uh, they can adapt rather quickly to to uh to burning man a lot of it is just based on how you feel and how your eyes see the experience that's put in front of you if that makes sense yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, um, it's I feel like it's definitely like out of your comfort zone. It's like yes. um, so many different people, and just I think you mentioned that you got like a bit of culture shock, maybe. So when you're just put in that environment that's so different to what you're used to, like I understand how that could happen. Like, what new self discoveries do you think that you? Notice while being at Burning Man, or did you have any? Um, I think every year I've gone has been different. And like I said, mm-hmm. I've uh, not every time that I've gone has been a peak experience. Again, uh, you know, my, some of the years that I've gone, just a couple, uh, I was not in the right headspace and although i had uh some good experiences there it i i didn't feel like i was ready to be there i struggled a lot more i was i was just not a hundred percent into the experience but that only happened to me twice and it made me realize that a lot of a lot of how you experience Burning Man is how you feel inside yourself. And it made me aware of 
how I had to prepare myself both physically and, and mentally to go. And uh, so I learned as much in those downtimes as I did in the times that were really great experiences. And I, th- mm-hmm. and I think it takes a couple of days. You know, you're out of your routine. You're in an environment where you're surrounded by, you know, a lot of people and you're in the desert, which is harsh just in and of itself. So you're trying to adapt environmentally and also you're trying to uh, uh, get in the groove, so to speak. And uh, Mm. so for me, the growth has always been not what I'm seeing per se. Like if I go and, and listen to a house, you know, band or uh, music uh, uh, at a sound camp is great and it's a lot of fun, but where I derive the most enjoyment is connecting up with other people and mm-hmm. sharing a collective experience of being at Burning Man, uh, meet people from all over the world, get into conversations where no one is really talking about their jobs. They're just sharing their feelings at that time. You're, it's very visceral and it's very right in front of you. And uh, uh, so spending my time there meeting all these people and hearing their stories and, and opening up to each other without uh, the fear of being judged is a... A incredible experience from my point of view yeah so yeah i think that's incredible because a lot of the times i mean it's hard to find a people where you can have that you know i have podcasts of course i have a love for conversations and not just small talk so i feel like that's incredible that you're just put in an environment where you're just kind of forced to do that which I love I wanted to ask you about like the preparation process so like outfits or um, what else really goes into all that maybe like setting up your stations or etc okay that that's a good question and it's again different for everybody Burning Man has mm-hmm. evolved uh, in the sense that when it first started, a lot of people would, you know, get in their car, throw their tent in and would get some water and food and go to Burning Man. And um, <clears throat> I think part of the evolution is that a lot of people that go to Burning Man now hook up with camps uh, that offer support. So you work in the camp, you're a part of the camp. A lot of these camps... Um, uh, some of them are related to doing something to help other people like bicycle camps, bicycle repair. Some are performing camps. Some are uh, art camps or they have art cars that uh, that they maintain. So when you hook up with a camp, you not only get the opportunity to um, meet other people, but you're the infrastructure is brought in to help you survive in the desert. So you have shelter, food, water, you, you pay a little extra beef beyond your ticket for this, but it makes the experience much easier to go to. So for instance, the camp I'm in, uh, it's called snow cone solar. It's a solar energy camp. Uh, and most of the people are based out of the Bay area. San Francisco, they bring, they plan all the meals, they bring chairs, they bring tables, they bring shelter, and uh, I bring my tent, I bring a sleeping pad and a pillow, and costumes and, you know, other clothes uh, to wear, and it, it, it makes the experience a lot smoother, especially coming from the southeast and going all the way out west and having to carry a lot of things you know on the plane it makes it a lot Mm -hmm. easier for me logistically to go and 
others have mm -hmm. found the same thing. So now uh, there's about 900 camps at Burning Man. And a lot of people mm, wow. cluster up at these camps. And uh, some of them are as small as 20 people. And some are up to 150 people. Uh, the, the, the camp I'm in is, um, is about 60 people. And, and you end up working shifts. Uh, you help with the meals. You help with the infrastructure. And keeping, mm -hmm. keeping the camp going. And so everybody works together as a team to uh to have a, a good logistical experience uh, and also it gives you the opportunity to meet people and work in a collaborative environment uh to to keep the camp up so right. no i definitely see how that can be beneficial especially when you're just out there in the desert and that's kind of part of like creating that little temporary city which i thought was really really cool and you said you do a painting photo booth as well every year like, i do every year i do something different like the last year i went before covid i um, uh, took an old container that they used to uh, bring out all the all the infrastructure for the camp and i turned it into a photography studio where I did light painting, which is basically in the dark. You use colored flashlights to create effects uh, behind people. Uh, and, you know, the camera set up on a tripod. And basically it was a photo booth uh, for light painting. And um, you, I basically created an experience where uh, I offered to do an artistic project with people I didn't know and create something out of out of that that was beautiful to look at and also helped me develop relationships with new people and have a yeah. great artistic uh, experience. <clears throat> That's super cool. Like I would love to see some of those pictures if you can send them and maybe I can put them on the YouTube as well. I think that's super cool. Sure, I can so do that. So what did they, like, what did they look like? So you just, you got the, um, like, you said the color flashlight, and, like, what did that look like, basically? So, uh, what you do is you set up a camera on a tripod, and you open the shutter wide open in the dark it's it's just wide open so whatever oh, light okay. is coming in is what the camera sees so mm, by okay. so by using sweeping motions with with flashlights uh you can create beautiful effects around a person and behind them and they're it's it's just it's 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 a fun thing to do and you never know how it's going to come out. And a lot of it is up to the creative, uh, uh, up to the creative process. And it's uh, a collaborative thing because the person that you're shooting has to be a part of it also. They, not only do they have to stay still, but they um, have to pose in certain positions just, just to make the photo more interesting. Mm, I love that. Okay, I'm kind of getting a visual. Yeah, I'd love to see them. I love that idea. What are the other types of stations that you'll see, like, set up at Burning Man? Or um, I want to also, like, talk about, like, art sculptures. Like, what are the other things that you'll see there? First of all, Burning Man is big. It's five square miles. And there are art projects all over there's uh, sanctioned art projects, which are usually out in the desert. And there's about 300 of those projects. Some of them are have been worked on for years before they ever come out to the desert and take hundreds of volunteers. And they're brought out on trailers and set up. For instance, this year, um, they're, uh, they have brought out a, 
a disassembled 747 airliner. And they've reassembled that at Burning Man. It's being set up right now. And they're turning that airplane, which is huge, into a disco. So oh, wow, uh, that is that is epic. It's really epic. wow. And just when you thought you've seen everything, when you've seen that, you just <laughs> yeah. turn around and you just see one incredible uh, artistic piece after the other. And honestly, for all the years that I've gone, I probably have only seen. 20% of what Burning Man has to offer artistically. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just out in in the desert, in the city that is created. There are a lot of uh, art projects going on just in the city itself. So, and, mm-hmm. and you don't know about those until you bump into them or you meet people and they say, you need to go over here or there's going to be you know, a Broadway show playing at midnight in this one camp, and uh, it never ends. You can't even uh, soak up all of the uh, things that are going on. You just have to cherry-pick the ones that resonate the most. Um, Mm. Like they have a movie Mm. theater, which is way, way out in the desert in what's called the Deep Playa. The playa is the desert, and the deep playa, the farther you go out in the desert, the more interesting the art projects get. And so, like, for instance, the last time I went went, uh, out into the deep playa, it was about one in the morning, and I, uh, I was driving my bike out there, and I saw a light. And I just followed that light, and it, it was a, a person who had built a margarita station on the back of their bicycle and was out there in the middle of the desert making margaritas at one in the morning. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Wow. And uh, I love it. And another time I was out there and someone had set up a art uh, exhibit with a hundred drones all uh, all attached uh, to a computer and they blasted music and the drones were flying in the sky to the music and it was just I I just happened to be in the right place at the right time mm, that is and it so goes amazing. on and on and on there's art cars people bring incredible creations that they put hundreds of thousands of dollars of time uh, uh, of money and time and creativity into creating these incredible cars that roam the deserts shooting out fire and and music and sometimes you're just riding your bicycle and all of a sudden a roving sound bus will will roll past you it'll stop and it'll start playing house music and all of a sudden within 15 minutes there's a hundred or 200 or 300 people standing around what that is crazy that is so cool i did want to talk about that like the music so um is there a lot of like how so like edm dubstep like uh like rave type or like what are what's the music like? i would say eight, i would say 90 percent of the music is electronic music uh, and all its genres and mm-hmm. all of its genres then uh the other 20 percent is small uh impromptu live music there's a uh mm-hmm. there's uh, people that come and just play bluegrass and people go to their camp and to hear bluegrass music or someone will uh, uh, set up a little jazz camp and someone will do country at just whatever there is no rules on that and uh, there's also a choral uh, society that uh, performs out there and an, a full orchestra 
and oh, wow. yeah so and you know they usually perform at sunrise or they'll perform you know at midnight or wherever it's it's one of those things where you hear about it when you're there and then you go and you experience it so is anything like scheduled or like planned or like this band or this person's like playing at this time or is it really just kind of random uh, i would say half of what happens at burning man is scheduled and when you arrive you get a book that is about an inch thick of all the things that uh, have been posted where you can go to hour by hour every single day from yoga retreat to you know uh, a marathon running a marathon to uh just special uh performances uh interesting camps that have that are having things going on in their camp like you'll you'll read on tuesday at um uh, 2 a.m uh, a camp is having a pancake breakfast or you'll you'll ride down the street uh of one of uh, the streets in the city that is created and you'll see a red cross flag in the distance and you'll ride to it and you'll go there and it uh, it's a red cross flag and under it it says bacon rescue and it's a bacon station so you can uh you go there to eat bacon anything people oh. can think of in their mind they bring to burning man and okay. and do and there's you know there's bars there's uh, lots of food uh, that people offer and I think it's important to say that there's no commodification there you can't buy anything you can't sell anything really? you can't barter wow. well you could barter but most people are gifting it's a gifting community yeah. There's nothing, there's no money that changes hands once you go through the gate. Wow, that is, okay, that is really interesting. What is that like? Like, so I want to learn more about gifting and I want you to like tell me more about gifting, but um, what is it like going and just, you know, getting food or like having experiences just basically for free and like no um form of money exchange how does that feel i mean especially like the first time that you went like how was that well that's a, a good question and that goes to the core mm -hmm. of why i like to go and i i assume other people too you are you're in a different world when you're at burning man it's different there's no there's no commerce if somebody chooses to do something for you they're they're not getting anything in return except the feelings that they derive from gifting you something this is why it's a, such an interesting experience because the you're giving to others they're giving to you and we're all in this little environment for a week uh, doing doing that and it it's really a great way to build not only build relationships with other people but just come away with really good feelings that someone actually took the time to give you something and without asking for anything in return it's so unusual and especially in our society to have something yeah. like that and i have actually adopted that here you know being back back on earth so to speak yeah. where um i like to give things to people without asking for anything in return and other people do it to me too and it's really it it, it just makes you mm. feel more like a human being you know yeah. so i i, I think that the the whole idea of gifting i mean you 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 see it and you read about it where 
pay it forward. Like you're in a grocery store and you see someone paying for the groceries yeah. of the person in front of them or whatever. Yeah. That, that, that's good vibes. So you're in an environment where people are, that's it. They're just gifting. You just walk up to their camp and you start talking to people or you, uh, go to a bar. There's there, uh, the last time I remember there were 600 bars, uh, set up at Burning Man and they're all, they're all free. And uh, you go and you have a drink and you talk to people who you never might never see might never see again. And you had a great experience and then you move on and you go somewhere else. It, it sounds so unusual based on how we live our, our lives here, but uh, yeah. it's it's uh, it, it, it keeps a lot of people coming back. Yeah, I, I wanted to say just and just to, just to kind of articulate a little bit more about what makes Burning Man so different is it's a it's a community of 60,000 people and it I, I realized how different it was when I, when I went there the first time and there were no garbage cans 60,000 people at an event mm. where there was no trash and no trash cans. So it's a higher level of consciousness when you yeah. go there because there's people take care of the environment there. They don't throw trash anywhere. They take they leave no trace and they pack it in and they pack it out. Well, that's pretty amazing for that many people to not have a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> so Wow, yeah. that's really impressive. Now, I just want to ask about, I guess, the type of people that you meet, because I feel like it would attract really open-minded, like you said, like high consciousness per se, individuals. If you're I literally, um, when you go there, I feel like you're just out of this our system, I guess you could say, so... I bet it would attract really interesting individuals. So I'd like to ask, like, the type of conversations you've had, the type of people that you've met, and just, like, what's the community like? I always say when people ask me, what are the people like, I go, it's 60,000 overachievers. And what I mean by that, it's people that go to Burning Man and especially the ones that participate or create, they're going above and beyond just normal life. They yeah. are creating for creation's sake. Look look at the, it they, yeah. they they work on the man that burns and the temple uh, that that burns and many other structures that by the end of the week are all burnt up but they'll work on that project for six months uh before wow. and it, it's just burned up. and then it and that oh, at the okay. end they they're creating just for the sheer pleasure of being involved with the creative process with other human beings and that is for me a core uh, uh a core energy source for me going is be able to work with other people in a creative environment and then let it go. And it's ephemeral. It just, it comes mm -hmm. and it goes. So getting back to the people mm -hmm. though, I would have to say a lot of the people that I meet without knowing, you know, intimate details are pretty highly educated. I've met a lot of engineers, a lot of scientists, a lot of high tech uh, uh, people from around the world and a lot of people in the entertainment industry and coming together and creating what their vision is, what's rolling around in their head. And you're also a participant in, 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 in their process. Sometimes, sometimes you're just going, you're looking at their art piece and then, and you're gone. Others are interactive. 
in others you're you're meeting the artist and the whole of people that were involved in the process and you're getting a real feel for how they created what they created so you're really close up to creativity you're close to it, it's like when you go to an art show and you look at someone's work piece to piece and you go oh that's interesting or wow i really like the color of that now the difference is before you go to that gallery you've met and had a incredible conversation with the artist who has shared with you how that work was created and then you go and look at their work and all of a sudden you've elevated the experience of their work mm -hmm. in your eyes because you 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 had a human connection with who that person is and you can really not, not with everybody but you start to understand why they did what they did and i love that to me mm -hmm. The residual energy that comes off of meeting people who are allowed to create whatever they want to create in an environment like that kind of carries, uh, uh, I, it stays with me and I carry it with me until the next year when it happens again. So it's pretty incredible to just be in an environment where there's so much going on creative energy wise that you 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 feel it you feel it in that environment and it's the same in music and there's theater shows and there's you know there's all sorts of trapeze artists and fire dancers and you no know, i was going to say i've been to shows at burning man that were that were broadway as good as anything i've ever seen on broadway wow. in new york Wow. And people put their heart and soul into the, into this and plan for years. It was all for free. Yeah. Well, it's wow. it's part of the uh, of the giving process. So it's right. and uh it's it really is hard to come back from Burning Man into the into the uh, they call it the default world. The world we live in is, you know, where you where it's different. You know, we're you know, we, we have jobs and we go to work or we go to school and we, you know, uh, have a lot more routine. And this is that one week break where you, uh, that, that changes you. And, um, there's not many things that I have found in my life that have actually changed who I am as a person, uh, so quickly or I'm not sure that's the right word, but where I felt when I left that I was different than when I get came. And, you know, I've been to a lot of festivals and a lot of music, you know, a lot of concerts and felt really good about it. But then, you know, it fades. And, and uh, for me, Burning Man has not faded. I'm glad that it hasn't faded. I, I didn't want to ask about that because, I mean... There are times where you're at a festival or like maybe listening to music or like some podcast. You're just like, wow, this like completely changed my perspective. But sometimes you can start like going back to those old ways of thinking or being. But it's cool that that experience just really changed your perspective. That's really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, how did you find out about like, how did you find out about Burning Man and what, like, inspired you to be like, oh, okay, this is something that I want to go to? Well, that's a good question. I actually was walking down the hallway at an office building and I saw a graphic designer in his office and on his screen of his computer he had a picture it was like a screensaver of the burning man the city because it's a beautiful if you look at the picture of how it's created in the city it's almost a full circle with all these incredible lines going out into the desert and i and so i i just knocked on his door and i go what is that on your screen and he said 
oh, that's a picture of the city, the city at Burning Man out in the Nevada desert. And right then I saw that and I go, I want to go to that. And I start, I yeah. built a relationship with this person and he ultimately mentored me in to the Burning Man community. And I went out to Burning Man with, with him and, uh, he uh, helped me to navigate both emotionally and physically uh, in that environment. And he, he had already been out there four or five times. And so we ended up uh, uh, going to Burning Man together uh, for uh, two or three times over the, over the past 18 years. Yeah, that's a cool way to find out about it. Like for me, um, I just... I watched like YouTubers that like showed Burning Man or it was like it's all over like Instagram like oh outfits and stuff and just like seeing like the art and the festivals I was like uh, why is it called Burning Man though like I never really thought about that but as we were speaking I was like do you know even why is it called Burning Man is it because they burn the art after <laughs> I don't well know. it's uh, it was created at uh, in the early '80s uh, in Baker Beach, California, where a bunch of folks got together on the beach, and they had a big party, and they built an effigy and they burnt it, and <laughs> that's how Burning Man started. It was it it was one of those evolutions from that point mm -hmm. to where it is now, and really, it, people go, well, why do you? Why do they burn the man? And I go, well, you know what? It's up to your own interpretation. Everybody has mm -hmm. a different perception. Part of it is this ephemeral thing where you create for, uh, for the experience of creating with other people. But in the end, you let it go. You just let it go. And, you know, uh, uh, there's, you know, there's some pagan ritual you know, could be tied to that too. But a lot of it for me is that, um, um, you experience what you experience and you have those memories and then it all goes up in flame with a lot of fun, a, a lot of beauty. Cause these are, you know, the, the things that they're burning there are, are huge. I mean, they're, hundred feet tall and you know fire is a big part of it uh, uh of of burning man and there's a lot of controlled mostly controlled fire <laughs> but you know it's uh fire is powerful it's very powerful and people kind of synthesize it in in a lot of different ways and uh, so i'm not sure that answers the the question it's it, it, it i'm not sure you could delve I'm sure you could delve deeper into it intellectually, mm -hmm. but you'd be getting perceptions of uh, so many different perceptions since there is no unified uh, uh, narrative uh, in regards to w what is the burning all about. It's mostly because people like to burn stuff and <laughs> they just like to burn it. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's cool to watch and you're watching it with, you know, you know, 60,000 mm -hmm. people and there's fire dancers and there's twirlers and it just is the culmination of, uh, of, of the week, so to speak. As, as much as Burning Man is this, you know, unbelievable experience, I, I think there, you know, are some mm -hmm. things that people need to be aware of before they go. Um, and, uh -huh. and one of them that probably the, the most important one or, or, or an important one is that environmentally it's harsh. If, if, if you are, it's, it's cold at night and it's hot in the day and you're in a desert, you have to take care of yourself. There's a lot of dust. If you have pre-existing anything lung-related, or you have a very sensitive system in general, it's probably not a great place to go. 
because the it, it takes place on a an old uh, uh, lake bed, and the it's not sand in the desert. It's it's dust, and the dust is alkalinic, so it's it's very fine, and it's got a little oily texture to it. So um, people wear masks, especially when the wind kicks up and there's um, and there's a lot of dust in the air. But uh, if even if you're you can't wear a mask all the time just because it's it's a pain. So if you are environmentally sensitive, I would say go to a a regional burn as opposed to going out in the desert because it's it's pretty harsh. The second, right. the second thing is, it's great to be all uh, in an environment that is so different than how we live every day. But that also brings up a lot of emotional things for a lot of people. I'm, I've met a lot of people that have gone and have left. It's, it can be intense. You're out of your environment. You're out of your routine. You're in a totally different world, and it can bring up a lot of things that, unless you're prepared to explore them about your own personality and who you are and what, what you're feeling, mm-hmm. it can be disturbing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have talked to a lot of people who, uh, I mean, have said, you know, I've never felt lonelier than i did when i was at burning man which is a pretty lonelier because they're because i think you know as humans uh, we uh, we we can when we're not feeling at one in the environment we're in we go internal and there's a loneliness to being inside herself all the time so I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's this is not mm-hmm. like going to a regular festival. This is, it, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, it dredges up a lot of things. First, not for everybody. Yeah. Look at, I know a lot of people, they go to Burning Man and they just party their way through the entire week. They're not, yeah, they're yeah. not necessarily looking at it the way I'm looking at it. I mean, it's a party, but. I know people that go there, they meditate and do yoga the whole week. That's all they do. Everybody does what they want to do and what resonates for them. Yeah. Do it, you know, have a balance, do a bit of both. Like, I guess that does make sense. Just like thrown into this if you're just not mentally ready for it at that point in time. A lot of the times, like, that can inspire like change as well like you said can you tell me about like the 10 principles of burning man from what i found there's like radical self-expression and communal effort civic responsibility participation immediacy i think there might have been a few others yeah yeah yeah, i mean some of them we've kind of gone over like gifting and mm-hmm. leaving no trace i mean you mm-hmm. could spend hours talking about them but you know we'll just we'll go through them and i'll do a little uh, kind of a thumbnail you know okay. radical inclusion anybody can come everybody's welcome and everybody needs to be Is it all ages or well yes you can uh, you can come all ages come there's lots of kids there's kids camps there it's just you have to be you know careful because of a it, environmentally you know you don't want to bring a kid that's too yeah. you know too young but uh no uh there's no prerequisites um for participating um decommodification like what we said about in regards to money there's there's you know there's no commercial sponsorships no one's hawking anything there's no advertising you know that's that's one of the principles uh radical self-reliance this is a big principle when you're there you're responsible for yourself you know you might be in a group but you you have you've got to plan you've got to be organized you have to know how to you know take care of yourself because 
it's important. You could go out to the desert and party hard for a couple of days, get dehydrated, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're laid out for a couple of days just recovering from dehydration. You got to take care of yourself. Very important. Right. So also, um, uh, radical self-expression is one of the ten principles, which is basically that you're an individual or you're part of a collaborating group and and uh, you have uh, should be respected uh, for uh, your right to express yourself any way you want to express yourself. Probably one of the stronger tenets of the of the ten principles. And there's also the communal effort where people are working together. They're working together mm. to be uh, to be creative and to support each other and to pay attention to, to how they work together. And, you know, there's, you know, a civic responsibility like we talked about where, you know, uh, you know, it's not anarchy. This is very organized. If you read anything about Burning Man, it is a, it's a hyper-organized event. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there's multiple levels of law enforcement there just because you've got a lot of people and then they're trying to make sure no one gets hurt or does something to hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that I, I think that's a good thumbnail of of the, the the core principles of burning man mm -hmm. yeah yeah when you said like the 10 principles i was like wow this actually this is really cool that like um they have like a whole basically philosophy and it shows like how much it really is just more than you know just a festival with all of the principles and guidelines and I really love that about it. As we were speaking, you're talking about, okay, bacon stands at like 2 a.m. Or like, you know, I was in like pancake breakfast at like at 3 a.m. I don't know. Like, when do you guys sleep? Like, where do you sleep? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the, it, it, that's a good question because um, the, there's so much stimulation that you have to kind of force yourself to come down and re regenerate. And, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and so I, I would, everybody does it in their own way. I would say how I do it is you kind of, cause I, I sleep in a tent. So, uh, when the sun comes up, you're, uh, that's th then the heat starts. So you're kind of yeah. up early, um, you know, by, eight seven thirty eight o'clock and you know you might go out and uh roam around everybody has a bike by the way it's too big to walk around you have to have a bicycle mm -hmm. and it's uh it's it's your way it's the way to get around so you might go out mm -hmm. and you might look at art for a couple you know eat breakfast go out, look at art while it's still relatively cool in the morning. And then maybe after lunch, you lay low. Um, that's usually when the dust kicks up and it's also the hottest part of the day. So you lay low, find some shade, take a nap and, um, you know, do something, you know, wandering around a little bit before dinner. And then after dinner, people start to get ready. Because it's a big, you know, you, there's a lot going on at night. Let me just put it that way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on yeah. at night. So, you know, and you stay out till, you know, two or three. And then you kind of start the cycle all over again. I mean, you're in the desert. Like, like it must be really hot during the It day, is. So. It's hot and dusty. <laughs> when you first, uh, I guess, went to Burning Man for your first time, um... Did, were you like prepared for the weather or like what are the temperatures like like how cold does it get how hot does it really get I, I don't think you're prepared until you go through your first dust storm and you realize oh, how unprepared you are oh, and oh, wow. so I think every year that I've gone I retune the things that I bring my uh, the clothes 
not just the costumes, but the clothes and and other things to make it more comfortable. Um, so I think I've learned a lot every year I go, and I don't think it ever ends. You're constantly re yeah. rejiggering your what you bring and what you have out there, and um, it it you know that's kind of the fun of it too. You know you're. Mm -hmm. you know, so, but you, you know, if you're not prepared and you just go out there with a, you know, a camp stove and a couple packages of ramen, you're going to be pretty miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what all do you bring to prepare? Like what, what do you bring? Well, uh, since the food is provided by the camp, I'm lucky I don't have to worry about food and water, but uh, you know, we'll bring a cooler and bring some extra drinks or bring some beer. And uh, there actually is one thing that you can buy at Burning Man, and that's ice. That's the only thing that's oh. for sale. And the reason that they sell ice is because it's a safety issue. You know, you're mm -hmm. no one wants their food to spoil, so ice is, ice is sold. Uh, there mm -hmm. and uh, which is really important and uh, but mm -hmm. um, I would say I don't bring a lot of uh, food or you know drink just a little bit of, of whatever my you know favorites you have um, and you know I bring a lot of lights like if you're walking around it you know if you are walking places it's dark especially when you're out in the desert and that you have I bring lights for the bicycle so no one you know, hits me on the bike and I've got all sorts of different costumes that I've accumulated over the years. You know, that's, that's about it. You know, just mm -hmm. you have to have good hats and good, good mm -hmm. goggles for your eyes and good sunscreen and, a, oh, and goggles too. yeah, cause the dust, I mean, it, it can be intense, uh, especially in midday mm -hmm. when the heat, when the heat, the heat, you know, creates movement, uh, you know, in the air, and it and it creates a lot of dust floating around. So, mm. you know, mm -hmm. if if it wasn't such a harsh environment, they'd pr probably be a million people that want to go to Burning Man. But you know, not everybody yeah. can take take it take the cold and the heat like that. That makes more sense yeah. for sure. Do you know why it's in the desert or is it just? Based I think it's reasons? just they want it to be a challenge. Part of it is they they want you to work to get to Burning Man. They don't want it to be easy. You know, it is mm. difficult, and you know it's financially. Uh, you know, it it's it it takes some money to come out to Burning Man. You can't. It's not five hundred dollars, and you're there because there's so much that you have to bring and you have to get there and you have to, it, it, it can be in the thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to, to be involved. And that's just you going, not even participating and doing something, an event or like me being part of a bike camp and also, you know, doing my, doing artwork there, you know, it, it you, uh, to do that, you have to have some means. It, I wish it was cheaper, but it is what it is. And uh, I also go to regional burns, which uh, are around our area, which are much more affordable and easy to get to, and and less stress sometimes to go to. Mm -hmm. So, what are the regional burn burns like? Like, how do they compare to? I mean, like, I'm not sure. I thought it was all just one event. So can you tell me about that? Well, the regional burns are now in almost every state. And they pretty much mm. mirror the Burning Man experience, but on a very small scale. I just went to one outside of Knoxville, and, and it only had uh, 1,600 people. But mm -hmm. it was just as much fun as going to Burning Man, and it was only two and a half hours away. So a lot of people don't go to Burning Man, but they do go to the regional burns. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. I, so is it all like associated with it, or are they kind of more? Um, some of them are associated with Burning Man, and others are not. Others are just mm -hmm. put on by other people, and and. Uh, 
but a lot of them are very similar. They burn in effigy and they have all these camps and they do fun things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good experience. And again, it's, uh, you don't have to prepare for, for a month before you have to go <laughs> after this, uh, uh, adventure out to burning man. If you want me to do another podcast with you, I'd be happy to do it. Okay. Yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah. I think we covered so much. So when is the next burning man? You said it's coming up in like a week. Well, I'm leaving Tuesday, uh, but okay. it starts on the 28th and it goes to the fifth and, mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll be gone from the 23rd till the seventh. All because right. I'm going to wow. be build, uh, working at, at the camp and I'm also going to be uh, building, helping to uh, volunteer at the temple, which is another discussion. Uh, what, oh my, what? There's so much. Yeah. So much. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love it though. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy. And um, you can find more information at www.burningman.org. And that will be linked in the description as well as my Patreon. So thank you so much for coming up. Thanks very much uh, for allowing me to, to share. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can find more information in the description. And that is The New Perspective. And that is The New Perspective. <laughs>